and just leading up to that time I was so anxious um, I couldn't sleep at all and then after it was over I thought oh good I'm gonna be able to sleep but I still couldn't sleep and after you know maybe about a month of insomnia uh, I fell into a depression after that welcome to the erasing shame podcast we are erasing shame about mental health by having honest talk for healthy living we are so glad you can join us Welcome to this episode of Erasing Shame. This is our summer series about mental health. My name's Jeremiah Chuang. Today we're gonna be talking about depression with Dr. Rie Mizuki, and she's from the AACCS. Uh, Could you tell us about your family background, uh, personal background, and your professional expertise? Okay, Um, I was born in Tokyo, Japan, and then came over here uh, to live when I was about five years old. So, and then we went back again when I was 13. So I've been educated both here in the US and in Japan. I am bilingual Japanese speaking, so I do uh, therapy in both English and Japanese. Um, I'm a graduate of Fuller, and so I have a master's in theology and a PhD in clinical psychology. And I've been working here at ACCS for about 25 years, since 1993. Um, I'm married and have three adult children and an uh, adorable grandson who's only 14 months. And, and um, did you say what kind of things, expertise? Or? Yeah, what are your okay. areas of interest? Um, my areas of interest, uh, one big area of interest is depression. Um, and then anxiety, which really goes alongside of that quite often. I work a lot with people who are in ministry. Um, I've done ordination evaluations, psychological testing and things for people who are are up for ordination or um, pastors who are going through uh, difficulties in the churches that they're at to kind of evaluate and and give them direction for next steps, um, working with missionaries, uh, et cetera. And then just uh, enjoy working with couples, in relationship issues, and and uh, I really enjoy doing the integration of, of you know faith and, and psychology. So that's really interesting. Could you give us uh, some opening comments about depression and uh, about how to how to approach it professionally or okay. and such? All right. Um, one of the things is that you know I was trained, and you know of course when you're trained, you're learning about depression from a textbook. Um, what I didn't expect is that I would go through my own depression and a very severe depression and I can't really even remember when the first episode I had was. It's just, um, it was after I finished getting my license so I had already had my three kids by then and it probably surrounded um, being very anxious because I had kind of become, quote, the uh, expert in the Japanese-speaking Christian community to do parenting and things like that. So I was called up to do a parenting talk up in the Oakland area, and they paid for my airfare and, you know, accommodations and everything. And and just leading up to that time, I was so anxious. um, I couldn't sleep at all. And then after it was over, I thought, oh, good, I'm going to be able to sleep, but I still couldn't sleep. And after, you know, maybe about a month of insomnia, uh, I fell into a depression after that. And um, that one I kind of came out of on my own without any therapy or or, um, medication. But 
when I fell into the second depression, which was around the time that my youngest one was in first grade, I think. Um, it was really difficult and I decided at that point that I would go seek professional help and um, I was helped by both medication and seeing a therapist and so um, depression for me is not just um, something that I work with clients on but something that I've experienced for myself and, and that helps in having empathy for my clients and kind of um, sharing that experience with them. There have been times where you know I'd say you know I think medication could really help and I'm on medication myself and people would say really or are you just saying that so I'll go and get you know some medication but um, I think it does help that I've experienced it myself. Could you articulate uh, what depression is exactly and mm -hmm. how does uh, what are the theories and approaches mm -hmm. both counseling and medicine-wise for how to deal with it. Okay. Um, depression is a, is a very common uh, disorder, um, and it's a very treatable one, uh, which is, is the wonderful thing is that probably about 80% of people who do get depression and who seek help for it can be cured or, or can um, be helped, and so that's a real positive thing. Um, one of the problems is, is, you know, even for someone like myself who's educated on it, it's, you know, it's not like, you know, having a heart disorder or, or something like that where you know for sure that, that this is something going on. And I think for myself, it was like, okay, I'm not feeling well, you know, I'm, I'm tired all the time, I don't feel very happy. Um, one of the big things for me is that I lose a lot of weight because I lose my appetite. You know, eating is one of the things I usually enjoy, but I, I you know, don't. I end up spending a lot of time sleeping and, you know, very, um, have very low energy and have a lot of guilt and, you know, negative self-talk, you know, telling myself I'm a bad person, etc. And a lot of times there's feelings of wanting to kill yourself or, you know, of at least wishing you were dead. And I think sometimes, especially as a Christian, you think, well, if I could just die and, you know, go to be with Jesus, then it would be so much better than living through what it kind of feels like a, a living hell at that point. Um, so I think that, you know, that is one of those things. And then one of the things we're talking about is erasing shame. And, and sometimes, um, you know, people don't understand that it's a medical problem. And so, you know, there's there's this shame like, you know, what are people in my family going to think or am I going to bring shame to my family that there's someone who's depressed or um, there's all sorts of different issues that might contribute to people not seeking help. Um, but it is a very treatable um, problem, treatable disorder, and um, medication really worked very well for me. The first time I well, when I went to see the psychiatrist, he essentially said, you've had this before, we have three options. You know, you can either tough it out like you did last time, or we could try some, you know, homeopathic herbal types of remedies, or I could give you antidepressants, you know, and I said, I, I want the hard stuff because it's been really hard. You know, I had small children, I, I couldn't afford to be out on my back all this time. And so I received the medications, and probably within six weeks, I was back to normal and, and feeling much better. And so that was a very positive thing for me. Very cool. 
has, has that experience uh, having gone through depression does it give you does it help you apply your knowledge and your expertise when you're counseling mm -hmm. and when you have your clients yes yes it does um, but one thing that was interesting for me is that you know I went to see a psychiatrist and then I also went into therapy as well um, but by the time I went into therapy I wasn't um, I was starting to feel a little bit better and so it it I'm not sure so much if the therapy helped in terms of the depression or if it was helping me in other areas you know of my life to kind of manage my life so that I wouldn't get into a place where I'd be overly stressed or anxious you know to um, get into a situation that might trigger the depression again um, what happened um, one of the things that happened though is that I uh, was feeling really good and so I kind of started forgetting to take my medication or um, in other words uh, well I forgot and then and then it was kind of like oh maybe I don't really need this because I'm feeling fine but what happened was after six weeks of not taking the medication I just fell into I just crashed and pretty much couldn't get up and you know was laying on the sofa every day all day um, and I had a cousin coming from Japan and I was supposed to you know take care of him all summer and you know it, it really was very bad because I had four young kids at home at that point because my cousins the age of my kids and was essentially like you know sorry you know can't help you you know there's a cereal there's the milk you know just just eat something and um, and the, the other really bad thing was I went back to my psychiatrist and and he put me back on that medication but it, it ceased to work so um, the medication that had been working well no longer worked and it took another eight months before we were able to find another medication that did work. Um, so that was very, very difficult. So, you know, that's really helped me to be able to talk to my clients about, you know, if you are on medication, be sure you're monitored by a physician. You know, do not go off of it cold turkey. You know, do, do not, you know, try to determine for yourself, you know, whether, you know, it's okay to go off. Always be you know, in conversation with, with the psychiatrist. So um, that was helpful. Now, most recently, a couple of years ago, I went through another depression, which lasted a couple of years. And this one, um, the interesting thing was, is that I was on my medication that I had been taking. I, I've been on the same medication since 2004. And um, because in the past, it was always related to kind of a chemical imbalance, I just assumed this must be what it is again. So when I started not feeling well, I went to see my psychiatrist and, you know, we, we started, you know, tweaking the medication and, and upping the dose or changing to a different medication or adding things and whatever. And what it turned out was that it wasn't a, a chemical thing this time because I I'm ended up back on the same dose of the same medication I started out with, but it was more spiritual psychological issues. Mm -hmm. um, so this time therapy was the thing that really helped me out a lot. And so um, it it had to do with my husband and I were preparing to go as missionaries to Japan, you know, just kind of move mm -hmm. there full time. And uh, when I was 13, my family uprooted from being in the U.S. and went back to Japan. And I hadn't really adequately dealt with the trauma of, you know, of that move. Um, and so as the date approached for going to Japan, there were a lot of unconscious things that were going on that got triggered. And 
um, that led to this depression. But at the same time, there was all of the spiritual stuff going on where um, I'd be laying in bed and, and just um, Satan, you know, uses scripture to tempt you to attack you just like he did with Jesus in the wilderness. And, you know, I'd, I'd essentially be laying there in bed and, and all I could think of is, you know, the parable of the talents and, um, you know, you're laying in bed doing nothing and you're that wicked and lazy servant and, you know, you're going to be thrown out into the outer darkness um, and, you know, starting to doubt whether I was really even saved because I'm such a wicked person that I, you know, I, I'm really not depressed. You know, I'm just faking this, but I'm laying in bed and it's because I don't want to do anything and, um, and so I'm going to go to hell and, you know, maybe I'm not really saved and, you know, all of this the stuff that was going on with me um, and it wasn't until um, you know I, I realized that okay there were some traumas in my life that I hadn't been aware of there was a good reason for me to be depressed and um, if that was the case I, it wasn't like I was just lazy and wicked you know I'm depressed and then that means that I can be healed and and it was pretty miraculous that after like I had been seeing my my therapist for quite a while but after one session I pretty much felt much better and went home and probably within a week I was you know back to normal type of thing so um, that that was a very amazing experience and my medication stayed the same I was still back yeah. to the same doses you know I had been before but I received a lot of prayer during that time it was um, support from my husband and my friends, my Christian community, they prayed for me, they accepted me. Um, and and I think I was very fortunate in the, the sense that I've never been um, silent about my depression. I, mm -hmm. I haven't hidden it from people, you know, if um, I would share that and so people could be praying for me. Um, I think it's unfortunate that in a lot of cases people are so ashamed that they can't really come out and say, mm -hmm. you know, they have depression. But when I have um, spoken about depression, given workshops, and shared my own experience, usually afterwards, you know, people will come up to me and say, you know, I've suffered with depression too, or, you know, um, my mom had depression, or, you know, I have a good friend who's depressed, you know, what should I do? And, and so it's really out there. Um, there was a funny situation once where my youngest son was taking private or semi-private swimming lessons, and... Um, the the teacher who was uh, teaching the lessons as well as my friend whose son was taking the lesson with him, we all got to talking and we found out that all three of us were on the same antidepressant <laughs> medication. We're like, oh, you take that too, you know, so do I. And um, so it it was interesting how many people actually do deal with depression, but it's not something that we, you know, talk about. Um, but it's not something to be ashamed of. Um, and it's something that you really can get help for. You mentioned your therapist mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, was really helpful during uh, your longest period of depression. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. Uh, what was some of the things that your therapist did that made the difference? Um, she was a Christian therapist that really helped and so she did um, pray for me and um, she educated me a lot. Um, it's, it's funny because it's like they're all things that I knew that I had studied but when it's applied to your own life and I think one of the things that she was talking about was you know the the subconscious and the unconscious and um, how some of these memories that we have and, and the painful things in our lives 
um, could be really pushed down, you know, into the unconscious where you're really not aware of it until it starts creeping into the subconscious and into your consciousness. And, and I think for me, um, you know, when I moved to Japan when I was 13, I knew that it was a, a pretty sudden move. It was something that hadn't been anticipated. Um, but it was, there were a lot of positive things that came out of it. I was there for three and a half years. I, um, I was losing my Japanese abilities, you know, at that time. My mom speaks very little English, although she's lived here in the States for 50 years or something like that. And so one of the concerns my dad had was that we would not be able to communicate with my mom anymore. So that was one of the big reasons for moving there. But after the fact, you know, after I started, you know, uncovering these things in therapy, I, I went to her and said, you know, um, I, I know I heard that, you know, dad came back from a business trip in Chicago and then, you know, he decided that we were going to move back to Japan. So from that time where he made that decision to when we moved, you know, how much time was there? And she said, you know, he came back in February and we moved in March, you know, and it was like, oh, you know, I had no idea that it was like a one month period of time. And when I look back on it, it was like, okay, I was in eighth grade. Um, I had really good friends. I was probably, you know, at the top of my class academically. I had auditioned, you know, for a part in The Sound of Music that we were doing, you know, in, in the school musical. And, and it was a small role, but, but I had a, a you know, a, a part in it. And um, within a one month period of time, I was uprooted out of that and, and moved to Japan where um, I was at the bottom of my class um, and, you know, was pretty much trying to cram, you know, six years of elementary school into five months so that I could, you know, take an exam and get into middle school, you know, type of thing. Um, but I think all of that kind of got pushed down, you know, with the, um, but it's a good thing because, you know, finally we're able to live near relatives that we'd never been able to be with when we were in the U.S. You know, we were able to be there when my grandfather passed away, you know, which wouldn't have happened if we had been in the U.S. And now I can read and write Japanese and, you know, look at all the good that's come out of it. So I think as we were preparing to go to Japan, I hadn't really thought about, you know, the trauma of it. And it's kind of funny because um, during that depression, there was a whole lot of apathy of, you know, I don't care, you know, it, it was, I'd be laying in bed, it's like, you know, my kids are only going to remember me as this lazy mom who just laid in bed all day and did, didn't do anything. They're not going to remember how, you know, I helped out in their classrooms or, you know, help birthday parties for them or, you know, whatever. This is the legacy I'm going to leave and I can't do anything about it and I don't care was, you know, kind of the, the feeling that I had. Um, but, um, now I've kind of lost my train of thought. What was I thinking? In, in the midst of that, um, oh dear, I can't remember where I was going with this. Mm. You're talking about uncovering your trauma. Right, right, right. Talking it through with your therapist. Yes. Uh huh. Oh, okay. And so there was this real apathy, and so there would be times where. Um, you know, it's like, I'm not going to go to church today, you know, and, and I'm not going to go to our Bible study today or whatever. And it would take so much energy to go to anything. And it would take so much energy to talk with people. Um, 
because usually when I'm not depressed, I'm pretty social and I like meeting people and I like talking with them. And, you know, it's usually, it's like, we gotta go, you know, you, you know, we gotta get going. And it's like, oh, okay, well, um, cause I want to talk to a lot of people after church and stuff. But, but when you're depressed, I don't want to go anywhere. I don't want to see anyone. Um, it's all just energy sapping type of thing. Um, so that particular Saturday morning, um, I had a therapy session and I didn't want to go. And yet, in this particular therapist's case, if you didn't cancel 48 hours before, you were going to get charged. Um, so it was like, well, you know, we're going to get charged anyway. So I said to my husband, why don't you go? Because um, I'm not going to go and we're going to get charged anyway. So you go. So I sent him to the therapy session. And it was there that she asked, you know, can you think of anything, you know, in her history, any. Um, any kind of trauma she might have suffered or, you know, or whatever. And then um, he said, well, I can't really think of anything except she moved around a lot when she was little. And the therapist said, oh, she never mentioned anything about that. You know, tell me a little bit more. And he said, well, you know, when she was 13, the whole family picked up and moved back to Japan. And she was like, wow, that, that would be really traumatic. And, you know, she's never mentioned that before. So the next session when I went in, you know, she brought that up and said, you know, your husband told me that you had moved to Japan when you were 13. Um, can you tell me a little bit about that? That must have been traumatic. And, you know, I was like, really? You, you think that would have been traumatic? And, and as I talked about it, I realized, yeah, you know, I, it, it really was, you know, quite traumatic. Um, and when I think about it, if I go back and look at pictures of myself around that time, um, because according to my mom, this was a new piece I, I found out after, you know, I talked to her after the therapy too. Um, she said, yeah, your grandfather was like, oh, you guys, you know, I thought you guys were going to stay in the U.S., you know, but if you're coming back to Japan, you know, we need to send the relatives who haven't gotten to go to the U.S. yet. And so in that last month that we were there, you know, my uncle and aunt and, and cousin came over. And so we were going to SeaWorld and we were, because my parents lived in San Diego, D Disneyland and all these things. But you see a very depressed 13-year-old at SeaWorld and at Disneyland, <laughs> you know, all these places that it's supposed to be fun. But, you know, I look really depressed in, in these pictures. Um, and it was all stuff that had never been processed before because I was not even aware of, you know, of um, how I had been feeling about that. Um, I knew that it was hard. I knew that it was a big adjustment, but it was kind of like, oh, but, you know, look at all the positive stuff that came out of it. And, and um, so I think my therapist was really um, very uh, good at bringing out that trauma and, and showing me that, you know, there there were reasons for it. and. You know, it, it's okay, and I need to, you know, try to start, even if I'm feeling depressed, to try to start doing little things um, that can help me to get energy, to try to exercise, to try to do one little thing a day where I, I don't feel so bad about not being able to do anything. And so after that session, I went home and, you know, I said, I, well, maybe I'll start cleaning the bathroom or something. And so my husband and I started cleaning, and it, it was like, oh, you know, I think I can maybe do this. And so after that, like every day, I started doing little things. And um, and then it also helped me in terms of, I had a certain identity in terms of, this is the kind of person I am. You know, this is the kind of person I'm not. I used to always joke about, you know, how I have such a black thumb that, you know, if you go to a, a wedding and, 
you know, the, the centerpiece, you know, goes to, you know, some person, you know, I said, oh, I can't take it home because the plant is saying, please don't send me home with her. She's going to kill me, you know, that type mm -hmm. of thing. And so I had this identity of I'm a plant killer, you know, and, and it's like, okay, well, I've got to change this. So then I started going to the store and buying little bouquets of flowers and, you know, trying to make the house look more beautiful and things that I'd never done before. Um, but, you know, just kind of trying to change my identity from, okay, I was really good at school and, you know, and I'm a smart person, but I, I'm not domestic and I, you know, I don't do flowers and, you know, things too. Okay, all things are possible with God and, and I can, you know, do those things. That might not be how I'm naturally made or, or gifted or whatever, but, you know, it doesn't mean I can't try them and um, do those things. So, so as I was doing those things, I, I started feeling better and better. And, unfortunately got my appetite back and so you know started gaining weight again that it was always that loss of appetite was the only good thing about the depression for me but um mm -hmm. so probably gained like 30 pounds you know from mm -hmm. from the time mm -hmm. i was depressed and um yeah but it was it was very very helpful for me um, mm -hmm. wow yeah that's a lot thanks for telling us all about it mm -hmm. in closing uh could you share uh, some tips on how to get help or how mm -hmm. to how to have hope uh, mm -hmm. for our audience. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, again, I think I've mentioned it a, a few times already, but that depression is very treatable, um, and you know, so if you can ask for help, get help, um, that the likelihood that you'll be able to um, feel better and feel better within two to four weeks is, is really good. Um, one thing to remember about the medication is that it's not like a, a pill like aspirin that you take and, and your headache goes away. Um, antidepressants usually take at least a couple of weeks to take effect and usually four to six weeks before you find the maximum benefit and so it's not a quick fix so you have to be patient. Um, you know, therapy is really good to um, uncover some of the, the things that might have triggered your depression, mm -hmm. but also to help you um, manage uh, your lifestyle so that you aren't put in those situations where um, you might undergo the stress or, or whatever to fall back into a depression. So one of the things that has helped me is that um, I've been very careful in terms of my time management, so I mm. don't see, you know, for me to be depressed and to be seeing 20 depressed, you know, clients would just really be a bad idea. And so I've always seen just a very small, you know, number of, of clients have a small caseload and um, try to fill your life with, with things that you enjoy that are life-giving, you know, um, you know, things that that uh, are, are refreshing and, and enjoyable for you. Um, and, you know, it's not something to be ashamed of. People, you know, if, if you're in a room of um, four people like this, you know, I mean, here I am, you know, at least one of you is, is likely to, you know, experience depression at some point in your life. So you're not alone. So, um, and people really want to be there to help you. So to definitely reach out. And if you know a loved one who's going through depression, um, to try to get help for them. Sometimes what you find in depression is that the energy level is so low that they might not be able to make that phone call or, you know, get themselves to that office. But if you can help them do that, you know, they can really be helped. So. Mm. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Mizuki. You shared really poignantly 
about your story with depression, and you also offered some great advice. And this concludes our episode of Erasing Shame, the summer series about mental health. Be sure to check us out and give us feedback on Facebook, YouTube, and iTunes. And the rest of our information is on our website at erasingshame.com. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Erasing Shame about mental health. Visit our website for all of our episodes at erasingshame.com. Please subscribe on iTunes or YouTube and like us on Facebook.